Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the left because he needs, he needs your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you and enjoy sex and other human activities. <laughs> Alright, let's get our we gotta work up to it. We gotta work, 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 work. work. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. <laughs> We're dying of frost. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get our fucking heads in the game. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. I'm Marcus Parks. I almost said I'm Molly Neffel. Oh, that's real. Wow, we really need to work then. We really need to just to fucking work through this shit. Because uh, uh, I'm sure as everyone else in America who's listening to this right now, you are in the depths of the polar vortex. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to freeze to death in the winter and boil to death in the summer. This is just how things are now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, we just have to accept it. This is just the way things are now. This is how winter's going to be and summer's going to be uh, boiling. Like, Because right now, if you didn't know, Australia is on fire. <laughs> yeah, they, it's so hot in Australia, shit is just melting everywhere. Remember that, I mean, what happened with us even just last summer here? Mm-hmm. The summers were never that extreme, and now they're just getting more and more extreme. Yeah, everything's getting more and more extreme. So, uh, so stop using hairspray <laughs> and start carpooling or some fucking shit. Let's hope that our scientists can bail us out of this one, too. Right? I see, I guess it's like this whole thing, it's like it sucks. But I do nothing to help prevent global warming. I can honestly say <laughs> that I do nothing. We take public transportation. Yeah, and I do recycle because I'm forced to. Mm-hmm. Well, but- I mean, you're forced to. Your, uh, your roommate uh, recycles everything for you. Yeah, but also you would get a ticket if they find shit in your trash. Yeah, that is true. So I feel like that's a good thing. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just bad. I don't litter. Yeah. So that's good. Besides cigarette butts, we litter those. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I would never, like, throw a can on the floor. <laughs> you know? I, I feel like I've got that much. But other than that, no, I don't do anything. No. Well, I mean, even if you did throw a can on the ground, you know, the armies of Chinese can collectors would scoop it up right after That is you. true. It's I'm like, just giving to their families. It's like they have some sort of radar. Oh, of course they do. I feel like the second I put out my cans, they immediately just like come right. Or maybe they just have cameras everywhere. I think it's some <laughs> kind of like communist thing. They're like the umbrella men in Times Square. Ooh, yeah. Anytime it Where starts raining. A bunch of umbrella men show up. <laughs> Where? What do they do when it's not raining? I don't know. Maybe they just hide somewhere. Ooh. They're just waiting. Ooh. They have helped me, though. Yes, they have. They've helped all of us. And I have paid $20 for an umbrella, <laughs> and it was pouring outside just so I didn't get soaked on my way to an audition. Well, you know, we all have our crosses to bear. Yeah, you know, I am like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, this is not the first time, Marcus, I've been compared to him, and I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, that. that you've compared yourself to him. But, you know? no, 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 no. <laughs> Everywhere. There's hordes of people around us right now. I don't know if you see them. Ooh. Do you not see them? Wow. Christmas fucked you up so much worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is our first show after uh, our Christmas vacation and after New Year's Eve. And, you know, I'll say my, my Christmas was fine, you know, relatively uneventful. It really wasn't that bad, especially after you told me about yours. Yeah, you know, I'll never I'm never gonna have a good Christmas. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's like every year. It's just you know, I am starting to realize more and more that unfortunately that I feel like other people need to realize too, 
that when I say I have a bad Christmas, I understand that I am a large part of the reason why I have a bad Christmas. <laughs> I understand that. I, I don't know about that. My mother did tell me I ruined Christmas, <laughs> and she did say that I need help immediately, which I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm having a rough time, and it's because I'm <laughs> home, and it's Christmas, and I hate Christmas. I mean, well, among other factors, if you want to talk about the other factors that kind of led up to that. Yeah, you know, it was just being in the house of my boyfriend's family and and having to be someone I'm not, yeah. which I feel like a lot of people have to deal with, even when they go to a significant other's home, but especially around the holidays, unless you're like 100% comfortable with them, which I don't know too many significant others that are with the other one's family, but there are out there, and yeah. you know what? God bless you. <laughs> Nikita's one. Yes, Nikita yeah, is she's one. She's 100% at peace and uh, in comfort with my around my family. Which I imagine Sometimes I even be. more so than me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's how Doug was at my house. He was completely comfortable, and he's just like, you're getting upset. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting upset. You don't see the way she looks at me? You don't see the way she... <laughs> you don't see the judgment in her eyes? I guess that's also, too, having an outsider inside mm-hmm. for your Christmas also is like makes everything so much more intensified mm-hmm. and it was just it was just so much friction the only place there was no friction was between me and Doug well, yeah we had absolutely no friction in fact it only drew us closer together I had problems with his mother she's not a very nice woman no I will just keep it at that <laughs> and she is very honest with how she feels about me unfortunately on Christmas Day uh-huh. and that you know and you know what I do I just shut up yeah I just take it because I'm not going to fight with his mother. I'm not going to fight with his family. So I'm, that is, and I don't know, Marcus. So is that how you deal with it when you don't get along with significant other's family? Like, I don't want to create drama in their family. And you shouldn't. I don't want to be that. So I just shut down. That is, I think, acceptable for when you're there, but you have to let your significant other know what's going on. Right. Which that might create tension for you between him and his family, but not until after the holidays or the visit or whatever is over. You wait until after to tell them, like, listen, this is what was going on. This is what was happening. I didn't want to cause any trouble, but I thought you should know about this. And if you can suffer in silence through it, then that's that definitely speaks to your strength as a person. Uh, but as soon as you get a chance to talk to that person about what happened, you need to do it. Uh, because otherwise, the pressure will build up in you. You will keep it to yourself, and you will eventually explode. And the other person will have no idea why. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate it, Marcus. I know you hate it. It's it's something to be hated. It's fucking awful. I hate that you have to go through this. Like, it's, you do not deserve any of this. Doug does not deserve any of this. And neither one of you did anything to deserve it. No. Right, you really didn't. You know, like, despite all the shit that's happened between you guys in the past uh, three fucking years ago, over three years ago, uh, you have both, you have more than made up for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, leagues beyond that. You're both past that. In your relationship, you are both past that uh, as far as it causing problems between the two of you. Right. Uh, but... Um, which is, that's all that matters. And I mean, not all that matters, but it's the most important thing. But if you yourself personally are not over that, then you have to find some way to get past it because it's going to come out at inopportune times like it did over Christmas. Because I think, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm out of line saying that, you know, the reason why you're, uh, why his mother was mean to you was because of things that happened between you and Doug years and years ago. Well, it isn't also, I mean, I don't want to say to her defense, but she hasn't seen me since way before then. Like yeah. since we were in college, she hasn't seen me in all that time. So I feel like it's one of those things that she hasn't seen me and hasn't 
like justified it in her head either. Yeah, but it was about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely about that <laughs> stuff. Uh, and I think if you would have dealt with all of that, would dealt with your own guilt uh, as far as all that shit went, as far as forgiving yourself for, because I don't think you've forgiven yourself for that. As far as forgiving yourself and getting over that, that would have flown right over your head. I mean, it would have bothered you, yes, but it would have been one of those things like, fuck, that sucked. Like, that that really fucking sucked. And then you could talk to Doug afterwards, like, listen, she did this, that sucked. But because you still are dealing with this shit so much, and so, well, not actually not dealing with it, since you're not dealing with it, then it manifested itself in the form of, the, as you said, the biggest panic attack you've had since high school. Yeah, I had, I had a pretty insane... And it was like right when I got back to my mother's house, after all of this, we drove back to my mother's house and I had a complete, like all the way there, four hours of driving, insane panic attack. My, I thought I was having a heart attack and then I got to my mother's, I just exploded and I said, she told me I ruined her Christmas because I acted the way I did, but it was like, I was so pent up. Technically, it was after Christmas. It was after Christmas. <laughs> so maybe I ruined her New Year's. You know, give me that, for I mean, Christ's sake. I don't mean to be a nitpicker here, but... Yeah, I didn't do it on Christmas. I was fine on Christmas. Yeah. And my sister and I didn't fight. Yeah, which is amazing. All. It was all me. It was 100% me this year. Uh, I... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I feel like the difference, because I've thought about this a lot, between my mother... Or my sister ruining so many of our Christmases is that I never got a phone call of apology and to talk about it afterwards the way I did with my mother. Mm -hmm. And I called her and I told her what I did was wrong. And I understood and explained to her where I thought everything was coming from. And then we she we forgave each other. She forgave me. And now we are past it. But I think like that is the difference. Mm -hmm. Like that's the difference in dealing with a mental illness in generations to, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like my mother would never apologize for something like that. Yeah. Because she doesn't see it as wrong. And that's someone that's not dealing with a mental illness. And I, unfortunately, I mean, it's the same with like being an addict. I have to admit, you know, admitting you have a problem is the first step. But now I just had a blow up, yeah. which is bad. I was bad Jackie. And now I need to deal with it. Yeah. Which is what we tell everyone on this podcast, and I am not dealing with it. <laughs> and now I have to deal with it. You're taking steps to deal with it already. Yes. Aren't you? Yes. Promise me. I promise. <laughs> I'm going. I need because if you if you think that you're fine, because I was, I was doing fine, and then I had that much of a breakdown. That means there's something else going on that mm-hmm. means that there is something inside of you that when everything and it's like yeah but i was stable before but if you have that crack it's just gonna be it's just gonna get bigger mm-hmm. you're just gonna get swallowed up by it because once it releases and now i have to learn from that and now i am starting to see someone again mm-hmm. uh <laughs> And it's good because this is why I'm on here confessing this, which sucks to do. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what we are. I mean, that's why you guys write in. You trust us and we trust you too. And this is something that I had to share because you need to know when you need to get help. Absolutely. And I need to get help. Yeah. I mean, we all have that point where we have to get help where you just, you just for some people, it's a slow uh process where you just kind of look around and I mean I know with myself like I just looked around it's like my life is a fucking mess my brain is a mess there wasn't any one event that led me up to finally getting help I just looked around and I said I can't do this alone anymore uh, and then other people you have that and it's like you say it's just like addicts you know like some people look around at their life and just say like I have nothing you know, I have completely fucked up my life. I have nothing. I'm sick and tired of this. And that was me. It's like I'm sick and tired. Other people uh, drive a car through the front of a house. Right. And eventually say, and then say like, all right, I have something huge has happened that has affected me and other people. And I have to get help now. Uh, and, you know, there's no better. There's no one way that's better. 
You know, there's or and there's no one way that's worse. It's just some people arrive at that point uh, differently, and both me and you arrived at that point at different times and uh, in different ways. And you also arrived at how you're 26, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, you arrived at it a full year before I did. And also, to be honest, I mean, I have been at this. I've been at your version of it seven years ago yeah. like when I had nothing because I feel like this is also a different time this is I feel it's very different when I look around in my life and I'm like well everything is fine mm-hmm. I have love in my life with friends I have I haven't burnt any bridges but I feel like that's even sometimes even harder to accept the fact that it's like but there is still something that you need to fix mm-hmm. there's still something that you need to work on and that it's your responsibility to make not only your life better, but the people around you better. It's like, yeah, no one hates me, but it would probably be nicer if I didn't lash out irrationally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it really would be. You know, it, it's it's not that I have, it's, I'm not a detriment to anyone. I just, it, life would be easier for me. Mm-hmm. So why not make these steps? And if you don't deal with this now, then the next time you are put in the same kind of situation that you were put in in uh, on Christmas Day, and not just in that same situation in which uh, you know someone, you know, his mother says something to you that's fucking horrible. I'm not about just seeing the woman at all. The weeks leading up to that meeting are going to be pure hell. Right. Like it's you're going to have panic attack after. I mean, and it's going to manifest itself in so many small ways, so many small triggers. But if you get help now and start dealing with it, then you will have ways to deal with that shit in the whole time leading up. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be fucking hard no matter what, but it won't be impossible. Right. Not in the least bit. Uh <laughs> And by the way, I got to say we talked about this whole thing when we were both blitzed. Very drunk. <laughs> Very drunk. And I'm pretty proud of myself for remembering as many details as I did. Yes, you did a, you did a very good job because we sat in this studio. Yeah, after, after we recorded Roundtable, which was not the first time that we'd seen each other since we got back, but no. uh, definitely the first time when we'd be, been able to just hang out bro down just, yeah just bro down me and you uh in just like kind of a, a quiet space and boy did we bro down man we talked yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> we talked i because mean shit the conversations that we have on here you guys it was funny you know jackie we were outside and uh and jackie was like boy we got to go out and talk about we got to go in there and talk about this like real people I'm like what are you fucking talking about we already talked about it like real people <laughs> how our version of talking about it like real people is just like just getting drunk and just be like oh I'm fuck yeah, three and a half hours yeah. of talking about this <laughs> yeah but necessary you know it, it would, like, I'm, i feel worlds better even just since that conversation good I'm, because it's different also too from my mother telling me you need to get help mm-hmm. which immediately i'm like oh fuck yourself <laughs> because it is i mean that's that's my natural i have anger issues yeah. i have anxiety disorder that is spawned on by anger dismanagement mm-hmm. and it's like when you say that to someone not only do you, when you say you need to do this not only do you make me immediately angry but you immediately spin me into a fucking panic attack mm-hmm. and like marcus you know how to talk to someone with anxiety disorders a lot easier where it's like I I appreciate it coming from her and I understand but saying that's like it's time well that command never works on no for anyone, anyone. never not do for, that to anyone I mean it's it's not just you it's anyone that you're talking to if you just come up to someone and just say like you need help like you fucking need help right now no, you've got to talk it out with them. You've got to talk, bring it out of them, what their problems are, what they're feeling. And then once all that stuff is laid out on the table, that's when you can say, look, what are you going to do about this? Right. Like you have, you got to do something about this. You can't keep living this way. Uh, and that I think is the biggest problem that people or the biggest mistake people make when 
they're talking to their friends about this stuff. And this wasn't, this isn't something that I was coming and was like, I got to confront her and blah, blah, blah. It was just like, I knew shit was bothering you. And you'd pretty much already come to the conclusion that you needed help in the first place. Oh, anyway, yeah. Like, I mean, all I did was kind of take my index finger and just poop. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. just come like, on. Go. You got to do it. You got to do, do, do it. You got to do it. But uh, most people uh, don't respond well to that kind of confrontation. Just like that full on, when you're trying to get someone to, to get help, uh, usually confrontation does not work. Understanding does. Right. And honestly, I found out the reason why my sister and I got along so well is because she is on medication for bipolar disorder. There you go. And for the first time in her life, she was properly diagnosed as being bipolar. And I didn't realize, I knew she was talking to someone, but I didn't know that she was on medication. And man, she's, I mean, she's the sister I knew when I was younger. Yeah. yeah and it's so crazy because because that's also that too, where it's like seeing, it's like we, like, People with mental illnesses have chemical imbalances. It's not something, it's like some people, yeah, definitely benefit of just talking things out. But when you need medicine to fix that chemical imbalance, it means the world of difference. My sister is so much happier than she was six months ago. And she didn't realize how heavily her depression weighed on her mm-hmm. until it's gone. Yeah, you never realize how bad you felt until you feel good again. Exactly. That was the one that when my when I was going through my worst depression when I was living with my parents, that was the one thing that my dad said to me that just rang true. Uh, and I have always thought is that like when I started like coming out of it and I was like I feel fantastic and he said, "Yeah, you never know how never know how bad you feel until you feel good again." I'm like, "Yeah, god damn it." That is the truth. And I think the difference between medication and talk therapy and why some people need talk therapy and some people need medication is that that chemical imbalance, I think you're born with. So like that, not I think you're definitely Definitely. born with a chemical imbalance in your brain that for some reason starts to trigger itself in adolescence or in your early 20s. Uh, But other people that have you know, problems, I think that can be solved with talk therapy. I think that comes more from events like PTSD, things like that. Things that have happened to you that you need to get over that you don't necessarily need medication for that. So if you're out there and you've got some shit going on in your head and you've got depression and you've got problems, definitely talk to somebody and don't go in there afraid that they're going to give you medication and that they're going to, you know, make you a zombie and all the other bullshit things that people say about medication, which some of the medications, yes, they can do that to you. Right. They can but affect you. But that just you. means you're not on the right medication. Yeah, that just means you're not on the right medication. So don't be afraid of going in. It's like, think back, like, think what thing fucked you up? If you can't think of a thing that fucked you up, like, if you can't think of something that, all right, like, I might be depressed because of this event, then you might need to be on medication. If you can think back and think, all right, this time that I was date raped in college, just talk to talk somebody. Talk about it. You, you don't, I don't think you, you, you may not need medication, but that's something you can talk about. You can get over that and you could live a, a happier, healthier life and make, and just make your relationships better, make your job better, make everything better. But talk, get some fucking help. Look at me dead in the eyes, Marcus Parks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Nobody wants my dead looks. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Everyone does. Oh my God, dead looking me right into a therapist's office. (laughs) All right, well, let's let's get into our letters uh, right now. Uh, and let's just say Happy New Year. Let's take care of our shit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Can we please? Happy New Year. Take care of your shit. Don't say New Year's resolution or any bullshit like that. No, just, take care of your shit. Just take care of your shit. It's time. If it was fucking, if this would have happened to you over Halloween, we'd still be saying the exact same yeah. thing. It's, yeah. It's time to take care of your shit. All right, our first letter is from a uh, girl who wants us to call her Mayra. Mayra. 
She says, a year ago, I met this guy who I was doing a play with. We'll call him Mike. We became good friends, and then we started fucking around. I developed many a feeling for him, but he had a girlfriend. I knew this couldn't work out. He wasn't going to leave her for me, nor would I have wanted to, so I tried to leave him a few times. Every time I tried, he would freak out and make me feel bad about it that he didn't want me to leave. I should stop talking to the friends who told me to leave him, etc. The worst, as far as I'm concerned, was when I told him we were definitely dumb back in August. It lasted a week and ended in him cuddling me, telling me he didn't want to be without me. Well, I was stupid and got back with him. Now's a good time to mention he had ways of making me feel bad about being me or things that weren't my fault. I struggle with mental health issues, undiagnosed because I don't know where to start, but it's along the lines of intrusive thoughts, maybe anxiety and depression. Though we were never exclusive, he refused it if I found anyone else attractive, if I tried to date anyone, but at the same time knowing he and I would never date. He was selectively protective and clingy while also chastising me if I dared to do the same. Fast forward, we ended it a couple weeks ago. I asked him out knowing he'd say no, and I told him we're through. I cried. He shut down emotionally. Bad night. We hadn't really spoken much in the last couple weeks when we used to talk daily. I recently had a birthday party. Mike was there. He avoided me most of the night and awkwardly tried to insult a friend of mine who he knows I find attractive for talking to me about my hair, which is vast and colorful like a goddamn peacock. He left early and I cried. Later in the night, I ended up having sex with a friend of a friend at the party. I don't know what I was thinking when I decided to tell Mike about this. Not surprisingly, he flipped shit. He told me I was stupid, that I shouldn't have involved him, that this guy wasn't even attractive, I was just drunk. I told him I was sorry and that I shouldn't have told him anything, but I wouldn't let go of the fact that he was being excessively mean because he was jealous, which effectively ended our friendship. I regret telling him anything, and I want to know what I could possibly say to him in the future to let him know how genuinely sorry I am about this. A couple of my friends think he was emotionally abusive to me, and that I'm better off without him, but I really don't want to lose him as a friend. I'm sorry if this is too long, it's hard to fit a year's worth of information into an email. Thank you so much for reading this, for doing this podcast, for being you guys. P.S. I love CCR, Murder Fist. Jackie is always my roundtabler of the year, and I promise to come to a live show when I turn 21 in two years. Love, Mira. Fell into that snake's fucking trap. (laughs) That's what you did. And it's not because you are wrong in any way, because he is manipulative. Get away from him. Get away from him. You, you, all of these things, him coming back, he's got a, what is, he's got a girlfriend the whole time? I don't, I see that today. I'm not sure. Like, he had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, and I think it was like, he had a girlfriend at the time. And I think he, uh, from what I can tell, uh, he's just sort of keeping her as a backup and that's what i mean i I hate to say this this sounds fucked up but if he has a girlfriend this whole time he's keeping you close as a backup in case shit doesn't work out with his girlfriend and also because probably hopefully he doesn't get away with this shit with her the way he was getting with you yeah and not the it's because it's easy especially if he's attractive especially if he's got because you know what that's what fucking psychopaths have this guy sounds like a psychopath he does like and and i don't mean to be so extreme with it but it can be there's there are many different versions of psychopaths and he just like with all of the information which i loved how much information you gave because i feel like it gave better insight to what was going on here is that you would leave him and he would please 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 you would leave him please 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 leave him please 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 so he decided to set a trap which is what he did and so you left him and then he didn't talk to you yeah he didn't talk to you don't talk to me yeah it's like a fucking cat (laughs) when you want the attention of a cat and the cat just like wags its fucking butt at you and then he shows up at your party and then he leaves early. He knows exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He knew he wanted to ruin your birthday party. He knew these, this whole thing was set up. And then, of course, he fucked somebody else. Not that I'm saying that's a good thing to do, but especially in a birthday and you're drunk and you're pissed off and you want to show him. Mm-hmm. But then you told him about it. Uh, you you gave him what he wanted. <laughs> you gave him what he wanted. And like, I completely make sense. We have all been there. Believe me. Oh, yeah. Believe me. We have all been there. <laughs> 
But that is definitely something you just, girl, you just learned yourself a lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to say it. This guy is a fucking douchebag. Yeah. And just like, it, and it, I guess it makes my skin crawl. Not because you did. It's like, of course, you did what you're going to fucking do. But then he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to get pissed off. That's what this guy loves doing. He loves getting pissed off. He loves being in a huff. And he loves having somebody that he can tell them how big of a piece of shit he thinks they are. Exactly. And that it was. Exactly, and you're not a piece of you're shit. You're not a by piece of shit. You sound fucking great. You sound fucking awesome. Don't let this guy tell you and listen to your friends. Yes, he is emotionally abusive. Yeah. If, whether Even if he's not being like, you're fat, you're fat. But he did say, you did say that he said, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. But this whole rigmarole is emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like, it, it's such a cat and mouse game that is not what dating someone should be. Mm-hmm. And you deserve better than that. Because... Your time is worth more than giving it to such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> He's the piece of shit. See, I got caught in something like this in college, uh, and there was it was kind of a, a strange situation because the girl was nice. Like, she was very nice, but she was, I think, manipulative without even realizing that she was doing it. Mm. Like, beautiful girl, always used to getting what she wanted, uh, so I think, and she did the same thing. Like, come here, go away. Come here, go Princess away. Princess Patty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had a friend the entire time, still one of my best friends uh, to this day. Uh, at the time, she was like, what are you doing? Why are you with this girl? Yes, I understand. She's fucking hot. She's beautiful. But what are you doing? She is fucking with you. She is fucking you up. And she is... It's exactly like this guy. It's... She would set these... Like, I would write these goofy songs in the band that I was in in college. And I wrote one song. I've got all the smokes and bitches now. It's just some stupid fucking song that you write when you're like 19. Uh, And she heard that song. And she didn't get like mad about it but she was like no no you go you've got all the smokes and bitches i'm not i'm not even here i'm i'm no. just uh, i'm just behind you go you need to be doing that stuff that you really want to do uh, and that's what she wanted she wanted to push me away that way she wanted but then after that a couple days later she's like hey you want to hang out yeah of and course it just happened and the whole time my friend megan was telling me why are you going through this? Why are you putting yourself through this? And the whole time I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, you don't get it. Like, we get each other and we, you know, like, I think we might, she might love me. I don't know. But, you know, like, we really get it. It was pathetic. It's pathetic. It was pathetic and it was sad. And over the years, this girl again and again just kind of tried to reach out. Uh, and every time my friend Megan, like, I would go to Megan and be like, so, you know, like, you know, she sent me an email and Vegas like, shut up. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. What are you doing? What are you, what are you fucking doing? No, you know how that, and I'm like, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, like, thank you for, you know, for telling me that again. And your friends this entire time have been telling you this. They've all been telling you. Get the fuck away from this guy. He is bad for you. He is emotionally manipulative. You should have been listening to your friends. Yeah. When your friends... I cannot think of a, a, a single instance when your friends have... When someone's friends have been telling them that the person they're dating is a piece of shit and they're bad for them and they're emotionally manipulative. If anybody has ever seen one example when the friends were wrong... Let us know. Please. Because I've never seen that happen. Because even if your friends don't like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, usually they don't fucking say anything. And it, <laughs> like, if it's just for no reason, like if it's yeah. just like, oh, I just don't like her yeah. or him, friends then don't they say don't shit. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> they just but, fucking yeah. suffer through. They suffer through it. And then it's over and they're like, fuck, I hate <laughs> her. Because, so, because that's when, when it has nothing to do with being emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. If your friends see that shit uh, and they're telling you about it, then your friends are right. Yeah. Like, they're actually... Like, it's not... Anytime you have to say, you don't know them like I do, then that person's a piece of shit. 
And also, Mayra, I know you don't want to lose his friendship, but it doesn't sound like he was ever a fucking friend to you in the first place. Yeah. Even if you had those, like, interim times of when, like, you guys were fucking, everything was great, everything was cool. A friend doesn't do that. No. Even if it's just a friends with like friend with benefits. You don't do that to a person. You don't make them feel that way. You don't put them down. And, and you don't need that. You yeah. have other people. And you're young. Yeah. You're young as fuck. Yeah, man. You can go find other... And they're going to treat you like gold. Mm-hmm. Especially with a hair like a peacock. Yeah. Everyone loves that chick. Yeah, man. It's just... I think... Girl, you can do so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck... Get rid of this... Get rid of this guy. Don't even... I mean... You don't have to you don't have to apologize for a goddamn thing. No, 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 no. You weren't with this guy. He showed up at your party. He avoided you the entire time. He did a petty fucking action where he said he tried to insult a friend of yours like very awkwardly. If he did it awkwardly, that means that he had thought about this beforehand. Oh yeah. He had an insult in his head that he thought was going to just fucking like he was going to hit so hard. He was going to connect and that fucking knockout punch was gonna come uh and it didn't it didn't he thought about it he thought about it too much which also means that he's a psychopath (laughs) that he was thinking like i'm gonna go to her party i'm gonna make fun of her friends i'm gonna leave early fuck that bitch Mm -hmm. which unfortunately it's probably exactly what he's fucking thinking because he's got a caveman brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so you fucked a dude at the party it's your birthday and you you're, were single. You're single. It's your birthday. Uh, and, <coughs> you know, if you're telling the guy about uh, about fucking him, you know, not the right thing to do because, like Jackie said, it gives him what he wanted. But I think you kind of wanted to hurt him as well. Like You, you wanted right. to stick a thumb in this guy's eye. Uh, and, of course, he turned it around and made it all about him. You know, made it all fucking like, how dare you do this to me? You know, yeah. like blah, 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 blah. Uh, and if he was your friend that you weren't romantically involved with, uh, if he was just a friend, as it sounds like you just want, you just want him to be a friend, he should, because I've become friends with uh, girls that I used to date or been like romantically involved with. Uh, and, you know, we wouldn't go into detail about our sexual exploits because that's just kind of awkward. Right. But we could talk to each other about it. And we you could, would never put them down for it. Either. No. You're not with them anymore. No, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a, you're, there's not there. I'm not a part of their life in that way anymore. So there's no reason for me to be uh, judgmental about it. If that person was putting themselves in harm's way, then yeah, I could say something. Uh, but not just like uh, fuck some dude at a party. You know, it was fun. All right. Like, it's a little uncomfortable, but, you know, let's move on to the next. I mean, the most it should be is uncomfortable. Right. You know, it's uh, just like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's like my love life's going pretty good, too. Like, (laughs) I hooked up with this girl a couple weeks ago, and it was fun. Uh, But since this guy got so pissed off about it, I don't think he has any interest in being your friend. I think the only thing he has interest in is possessing you. Controlling you. He wants to control you. He wants to own you. He wants you to be there for him whenever he wants. And you can't have this person in your life. So don't apologize to him. Don't send him any fucking messages. Uh, Just fucking cut out the cancer. Yeah, get rid of him. You're not a lap dog. You're a pit bull. (laughs) God damn right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next letter today. This one's serious. Uh, We already uh, sent an email uh, to this girl as soon as we uh, got it because this email is nothing to fuck around with. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and read it anyway and go into a little bit more detail because uh, we think that some of you people out there could definitely learn from this one. Hey guys, first of all, I wanted to say that I love your show and if you guys ever end up in upstate New York, I'm treating you both to a few drinks and hugs. You got it. Yeah. Secondly, I know my story's a little long. It's really not. So I would completely understand if you don't want to read it on the show, but I would appreciate any advice you can give. 
While I was still in college, I got a part-time job working at the same company my mom has worked at for the past 25 years. I pretty much grew up in the building. I hung out with most of her co-workers outside of work, and it was a great starter job for me. During the course of me working there, I met my boyfriend, best friend, and many other friends along the way until I landed my dream job a few months back and quit. Congratulations. I went to the company Christmas party with my boyfriend, and my mom asked me to say hello to a newer guy that worked in her department while I was there. She was working his shift for him so that he could go to the party. He was there with his wife. I said hello and introduced myself and then went about my night not seeing him again. The next day, he added me on Facebook and continued to message me nonstop. Me being the kind person who is nice to everyone and always thinks that people have good intentions responded to his messages. I'm friends with everyone else he works with, so I thought he was just trying to be my friend too. He's a good 20 years older than me, and I'm closer in age to his children than to him. Plus, he's married, so I thought there would be no problems. Well, he started making compliments about how attractive I was and asking if I was showering because he was thinking about me naked and stuff. I tried my best to express to him that I was interested, but he kept that I wasn't interested, but he kept messaging me and sending me pictures of himself and asking if we could go out and get drinks. He even got my phone number somehow, and if I didn't respond on Facebook, he would text me. It got to be too much for me to handle. He wasn't comprehending that I wasn't interested, so I just stopped responding to his texts and messages altogether. This was about two weeks ago, and without fail, every day since then, he will send me at least one text message or message on Facebook telling me about how he fell for me and that he doesn't understand why I won't respond and how he wants to work things out because he had, we had something special between God. us. It's so overwhelming because all I did was talk to him for a few days, and I never gave him any suggestion that there was something more to it than that. He has mentioned that he has anger issues before. He's an ex-cop and a Marine, <laughs> and I'm just afraid that if I respond and tell him that I don't want him talking to me anymore, he'll do something violent to me or my mom. Furthermore, I'm afraid that he'll say things to people at work where my family and boyfriend or anyone could pass judgment. I thought that ignoring him would work. Usually, if you go two weeks without responding, people take a hint that you don't want to talk, but he doesn't seem to get it. Do you have any suggestions on what I could do to defuse the situation in a way that won't cause mass destruction in my life? Thanks, guys. I love you. Man, I just when we we got this and immediately emailed her. Yeah. It was like, this wasn't going to wait for a show to come out. Restraining order, number yeah. one. Actually, no, number one, tell your boyfriend and your mother and everyone at work what is going on. Mm-hmm. And because I, I guess... He, well, she doesn't work with all those people anymore. Well, she doesn't work... Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just at least because she knows them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what kind of... Like, if it's a small town, if you live in a big city, kind of depends if you know people... Like, if you know your neighbors, if you know people that can help watch out for you guys, uh, I feel like telling people and communicating what is going on is the number one thing to do in this kind of situation. Without a doubt. Uh, Especially with proof of what was happening, of proof of exactly what was said between the two of you, making sure that you have all of that information. Because even if you think it's going too far, and what I guess what worries me is that, which honestly, I feel like if I was in the same situation when she said, like, something that wouldn't destroy my life, mm-hmm. is that telling people about this is humiliating. Yeah. I and mean, it shouldn't be. It's really- It shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be at all. But you would feel the same, you know, it's like, because she would probably, like, I feel like there's so much guilt when it comes to stalking, and that that's why things get out of hand, because you're like, well, what did I do? This guy's what a, did I do? And make he, no mistake, this guy is a stalker. He is a stalker. It, 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 like, especially in the age of technolo- like technology, I feel like stalking, it, it doesn't seem as significant as a threat well people even joke about it they call it like facebook stalking yeah no it's not it's not a it's it's not a joke yeah i mean facebook i mean facebook stalking that's not stalking that's just being interested in someone's life maybe to a bit of a creepy degree but this is beyond creepy this is dangerous this is dangerous especially ex-marine ex-cop you don't know anger issues with anger issues you don't know what he's capable of and I don't know how you feel about this, Marcus, but I guess it depends on the person that it's happening. But it's like, do you contact the family, his his wife? No. 
I don't think so. Only work through the police. Definitely contact the police. Definitely contact Get the police. Get a restraining order. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's... The you know, problem that's, is... That's a whole other thing. Is that like a, a restraining order could... I mean, it could possibly... I mean, I don't know if you should think about... I mean, it's... The it's so hard that, because if you get a restraining order or something like that, his wife's going to find out. Right. And his wife's going to ask him what the fuck is going on and what's what's happening. Uh, but I don't think you should put that into consideration. I, I don't I don't know. But that's the thing is that something like that could just make him angrier. Honestly, what's scary is that it might not, even after we sent the email, I actually talked to my father who was ex-NYPD. I talked to him about this situation when I said to get a restraining order. And he kind of chuckled a bit. He's like, they won't give her a restraining order. And I said, why? And he said, because there's no threat. Mm-hmm. There's no threat yet. And until there is a threat, they can't do anything for her. And that's what scares me. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that I always knew. But then you're put in that situation. That's why I'm saying communication. Letting everyone around you know exactly what is happening, what this guy looks like, like at least the people, uh, and I think that contacting his work, mm-hmm. at least his higher ups, not everyone that you know, you don't need the, like the people in the mailroom to know about this shit. But right. uh, I think that his higher ups, at least, especially since your mother works there and you're scared for your mother's safety and your own safety. And that going to the police sometimes just isn't an option, which just blows my fucking mind Mm -hmm. that it's not an option. Yeah. And this guy, uh, you got to remember, this guy used company resources illegally. He used company... To get your number. To get your number. That's the only way he could have gotten your number. Like, I don't think your mom would have given him your number. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that your mom would have given him your number. So this guy used company resources uh, to access private information about employees and stole it for his own personal use. That's not... I mean, I don't know if that's completely illegal, but it's, I'm sure it's sure as fuck against company policy. Well, I think also too, is that when dealing with a stalker is that if you are not able to go to the police with a stalking charge as, as if, you know, not having any proof of a threat or, you know, like he hasn't come to your house inside of your house yet, is that gathering as much proof as possible and also exactly looking into and thinking of exactly what he's doing to try and find something mm-hmm. to to pin on this guy. Yeah. Something to at least to get someone to look into what he's doing. Because especially, again, in this age of technology, ev- there's proof of everything. Yeah. Unless, and he's an older man, so he probably doesn't know how to erase everything. Mm-hmm. And you know that everything's on his computer. And, it, and it's just, I just think it's so scary that stalking isn't, that there's no way to prevent it before it happens. Yeah. There really, there's no way. And it's not your fault. Mm-mm. And anyone that gets stalked, it's never your fault. You never gave them any sort of inkling. They, they, they are fixated on you. He has built a fiction in his mind. I mean, when he told you, let's work things let's out. Let's work things out? Work what out? What? I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, as soon as he started saying, like, oh, just shower, admittedly, that's when you should have stopped. That's, that's when you should have stopped all all communication. Um, and that's going to be, you know, that's going to be kind of embarrassing to show your boyfriend. Uh, but I think we, I mean, we've gone through the nuclear option here, which is cops, family, business, all of that. The, I think, softer option would be to come clean to your boyfriend, come clean to your mom, and ask them to talk to him about it. They both work with him. Right. Show the, Come clean to them. Show them all of that. You're going to have to show them everything. everything. Because if you don't show them everything and they go to talk to this guy, he's going to come out with all kinds of bullshit. Right. He's going to count on the fact that they don't know the whole story. He's going to count on the fact that they haven't read every message and he's going to come it's like yeah well you know you should talk to her about coming on to me you know like she was like she was real like she was coming on to me with this um so they have to know everything they have to know absolutely everything and it's also possible that they should sit down with him together and not 
do like a separate, uh, you know, like a separate, it's like first one talks to him and the other talks to him. It's like maybe sit them down uh, and or sit the guy down. And, and that will also, I know you're afraid for some sort of violence against your mother. Um, if there's a guy there, then it's much less likely that anything's going to happen. Right. That he's going to go into a rage if there's more than one person there. Uh, and it's also possible that they could go, if it's a big enough company, they could go to HR. That's you know, exactly. Like they, could go, they could go to HR and say, hey, listen, uh, one of our employees is harassing my daughter slash girlfriend. You know, we feel like there's this guy's anger issues. We feel like it could possibly get out of hand. Can we all have a sit down with a representative from the company and talk this over? Like that's I think that would be that's that's uh, one step below nuclear. You know, rather than, you know, really just like, because if you go in too hard on this, uh, I think if you go in too hard, then he's going to fucking explode. He will absolutely, I mean, he, if he has anger issues and he's already full of his fucking stalker juice and it just, it fully explodes, then, you know, that could be a danger to you and it could be danger to your family. But if you go in with a softer touch ease that shit in it's like i was talking about earlier um say, ver, saying ver, uh, you know you have a problem versus getting it all talking laid out on the ta- table uh looking at everything individually and once he once you lay it all out on the table in a calm rational manner and say okay you're doing this you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. There's no reason to be doing all of this stuff. We know the whole story. We know what's going on. Um, you need to stop. Like it, this, this needs to end. And instead of him walking away um, extremely angry, like him walking away with a fucking, you know, with you a head full of rage, he'll walk away humiliated. Yeah. He'll walk away ashamed and probably thankful that it didn't go further and probably thankful that his wife didn't find out about it. Right. You know, probably thankful that he didn't lose his job over it. This is something that it's 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 very, very delicate. It's an extremely delicate situation that you're in right now, because as Jackie said, you don't have the uh, you don't have the police to turn to. Not yet. You know, you don't have that sort of. uh, I guess uh, physical, built. you don't have that sort of physical uh, shield that the police could uh, could provide. And even then, restraining orders are, you know, they don't work a lot of the time. Well, and he would only get in trouble if he was on your property or in your house. It's like at that point, what, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, like uh, there's, so this needs to be handled delicately, but it needs to be handled absolutely has to be shut this guy down mm-hmm. shut him down completely all right uh thanks for listening guys god damn please let us know how this works out yeah please 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 and uh and other people you know like in anyone out there you know that you know we've given advice to let us know how it works out good or bad um we just we just want to know yeah because we get kind of invested in you fuckers and we want to like we we want to know what happens, and sometimes I do lay awake at night wondering whether the shit that we say on here um, hurts or helps people. And from what the emails we've gotten, it's helped a hell of a lot more people than it's hurt. But let us know, let us know how shit works out. And if you have any questions uh, or comments for us, or if you have any sort of personal experience relating to uh, the letters that we've read today that you think might help out these people, uh, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we'll get to it on the next episode. Let's try to not freeze to death. Try to not freeze to death, guys. Bye. Bye.